Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, y'all. This is Frank the Bigfoot, and you're listening to The Paranormal Punchers. Hey, friends. Hey. Welcome to Paranormal Punchers. I'm Mark. I'm Alicia. I'm Nash. I'm Dave. And on this episode, we're going to talk about poltergeists and some poltergeist situations that were pretty dang horrifying. Mm-hmm. But before we get there, I just want a couple shout outs here. If uh, you remember uh, a couple episodes ago, we were, uh, Armando emailed us. Armando. Yeah. He uh, This time he said uh, about the right. monster hunting episode, which I can't remember what episode that was. It might have been a, a news weird news. He said he would go hunt for the chupacabra mm. because he wouldn't have to spend much money because he could stay at his grandfather's ranch in Tecate. Oh, Tecate. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce that. Maybe I did it right. Maybe I, think, I think you're pretty close. That would be cool. Yeah. So now we can go hunt for the chupacabra because <laughs> yes. we yes. know somebody. <laughs> that That's we, exactly right. We just, uh, you know, we could, what's that called? We'll just crash. Yeah. 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 Cool. I, wonder, I wonder how close he is to the uh, zone of silence also. Oh, I don't know. We could probably look that up on the Googles. Mm, they could be a twofer. Thanks, Thanks Armando. Yeah, thank you. Uh, appreciate uh, your interaction with us. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, can't wait to hear uh, from how, you again. How your hunt goes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. I would definitely like to hunt for the chupacabra. You, but you, you if get, Johnny Depp can stuff it in a suitcase right. and chuck it out a window. <laughs> right. I mean, and there should be like a five drink minimum before you start that hunt also. Five drink or five tequilas? Fish posh, mm. you know, you pick. Okay. Either way. All right. Now, a uh, couple reviews on iTunes. I'd just like to say thank you to these people and uh, read them here quick because they do mean a lot to the show. It helps the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one here called Great Show, Great Host uh, by Shane.Waters. Uh, this is a great podcast. I enjoy the casual conversation. It feels like I'm literally sitting on the couch talking to my friends about some paranormal stories. Uh, I'm super excited to get my copy of the comic book. Nice. Thanks, dude. Awesome. Uh, the audio quality is perfect. Uh, content is perfect. Guys, seriously, the show is perfect. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Two stars. Thank you very much. Yeah, Appreciate that. <laughs> no, it was, it was five stars. <laughs> God, if he said that kind of awesome stuff and only gave two stars, geez, imagine if he did like, like wow, dude, wow. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. And then we got uh, one here by Cantaloupe. Oh. Okay. says, uh, such a great podcast. She... Uh, Wrote a whole bunch of stuff here. I'll do my best. Um, the podcast is one of the best I've found in a while. The fact that it shares my great interest for the paranormal just makes it even better. Most podcasts discussing these kind of subjects have professionals that have studied their entire lives about these things, but not these guys. <laughs> not us. No. <laughs> I really love that aspect uh, because I don't know anything about uh, these types of things either. 
Wow. I love that. I just <laughs> love the way she put that together. <laughs> so you'd be right here with us. Uh, she said, all in all, great host, great content, perfect podcast. Uh, Cantaloupe, thank you so yeah, much. You. Definitely. Thank you. That means a lot. Hey, if you'd like to leave a review, hit us up. Hit us up. Head on over to iTunes. Yeah. Hit them up. Yeah. Tell them about Paranormal Punchers. Uh, it does help the show. It means a lot. Uh, leave a review. Uh, it'd be great if you leave a comment. That's cool. Yeah. Five stars, four stars, whatever you want to give us. We don't care. No we pressure. Just five love stars. The fact that we're interacting with some awesome people. Right. Right. All right. So, one more thing before we move on to the main topic. I would like to remind everybody we have a Patreon page. Patreon.com slash Paranormal Punchers. Hey, if you're into that kind of thing, would like to support the podcast on another level, check it out. Well, aren't there, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't there... Other benefits also at Patreon? Yeah, you can get stickers, comic books, T-shirts. Nice. It's, yeah, it's, it's all kind of cool stuff. And keep in mind that if, if there was a video camera on right now, uh, I think uh, over half of us would be wearing current Paranormal Punchers swag. True. Um, <laughs> which we all have. Um, <laughs> let me tell you, it's wonderful. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Coach Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ParanormalPunchers.com. All right. Poltergeist. So the term poltergeist comes from uh, two German words okay. combined to make a scary word. Mm. That's how German usually works. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, poltern, which means crash, and geist, which means spirit or ghost. Put them together, you have poltergeist, which means uh, noisy or unruly ghost. Okay. Okay. And, you know, that's where you, a lot of poltergeist activity, you got the uh, banging of the... Uh, kitchen cabinets you got knocking you got footsteps you have um chairs being slid around your kitchen right sometimes levitation things like that yeah i've heard like sometimes people come into the kitchen and then all the chairs are stacked on top of each other like someone's doing a carnival stunt right (laughs) so Hmm. that would be that's pretty unruly yeah don't stop that uh now uh again what i found uh interesting here that there are two types okay of poltergeist activity we have the actual intelligent spirit, and then the other one is what they call is a human agent. Okay. It, this is uh, psychokinesis. Now, we were talking about this a little bit before we started the podcast, so I'm going to kick it over to the, to the uh, smart one on the show, <laughs> Dave, to Ish. talk about psychokinesis. <laughs> so, uh, you know, in researching for today, that was the interesting thing I Everything I was finding was around general hauntings. Okay. Um, and, you know, from as a you know, young kid interested in all this stuff, um, I had always read about poltergeists being centered around a, a teenage angst. That anytime there was a poltergeist haunting, it was always a teenager involved. Mm-hmm. And that basically the teenage angst, they were going through difficult times, changes of various sorts, and that it, it enabled them to be not necessarily possessed, but something to you know, work through them as an agent to right. do all of this weird stuff. And in my research today, I actually couldn't find a lot on that, even though that's yeah. all I had read growing up. So it kind of confused me that poltergeist has sort of become more of a right. just general haunting ghost. So well, I feel like there's so much that um, we don't necessarily know about the brain. So like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if they could even say like these young kids they're dealing with this, this uh, severe stress or, yeah, like you said, angst, um, and it's causing their brain to do some extra 
special stuff. I don't know. <laughs> but lots of times they don't even know they're doing it right. or they're the ones that are causing the issues, mm-hmm. I believe. So. so so when we're talking about the psychokinesis, so your teenager is upset. Mm-hmm. He's had a, had a rough day. He's upset. Mm-hmm. He's, he's kind of freaking out. He's got a lot on his shoulders. That makes him more receptive to a spirit who is controlling the kid through psychokinesis? Not necessarily that. It wasn't – and it's been so long – you know, that's when I heard it, you know, we were going to do this topic. It was, that was, that's where I was trying to dive into and really yeah. couldn't find a lot of good things. Mm. So I don't know what I was reading as a kid. I think I know what you were reading. <laughs> um, Started but, with a P. <laughs> <laughs> Physics. Um, yes. and, and, and with a graphy. <laughs> Physics graphy. <laughs> Anyways. Um, you know, the it was always the stories were around. Uh, uh, the kid didn't even know they were involved in this. Like they would be in the room, and furniture would fly at them, at their siblings, at their parents. Um, oh. They would be thrown against the wall. Right. And so whether it was an like it wasn't a possession. I remember it yeah. definitely wasn't that. But there was something going on, and whether it was just their brain mm-hmm. working independent of them, or whether there was an external force. So acting more, through them, kind of like they're the Wi-Fi antenna. Sort of, okay, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. like a repeater. Well, it's kind of strengthening what's there. It gets them, gets stronger, and then that. I was happen. thinking it's more like, um, since we don't understand, the, we don't know everything about the human mind. What if mm-hmm. it's like that, that deep emotional stress that they're going through? Yeah. Actually, they're the ones manifesting right. that energy that is like making lights come on mm-hmm. or making your TV get all cracked oh, up. Yeah. So it's not yeah, something it's, going through right. them. It's them themselves not being able to control right. Well, you think but, if you have that emotional stress, though, you, you are susceptible to, to demon right. Right. There's, uh, invasion. It, definitely. The, you know, it was almost, think of it like they're in an anxiety attack because things are going on. They're already stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then things start happening around them and they're they're even more afraid, more, you know, you know, uh, anxious about it, and it—they don't know where it's coming from. They don't have any control over this. They don't know any knowledge that right. they're involved in this. They just right. don't realize, and it's happening. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I imagine um, it's probably terrifying to them because it—it's it, just kind of like elevating whatever is happening now. You know what I mean? Like they're—they're right. they're freaking out about what's happening, and so now it gets worse. Right. You know. But if you could tap into that, I just mean, like you'd the, be an X Men, right? Right. Well, <laughs> right. Just like that kid in Looper, the little little bitty kid in the Looper movie yeah you know he had psychokinesis and he get oh, upset yeah, yeah, and things yeah. would be That's floating right. and blowing up and stuff and looper yeah yeah know. i think i know we go Bruce from willis. like x-men who you know <laughs> the looper you see in the movie looper <laughs> bruce willis and yeah. yeah 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 the little kid the rainmaker kid okay i blocked that whole part out oh. <laughs> anything about that kid yeah. I just remember oh. the whole time <laughs> just travel. Everybody watch Looper again and you'll see yeah. what I'm talking about. No, we're not here to talk about no, Looper. No. So I'm going to loop us back into the poto. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, okay. Before we get to some of the uh, uh, stories that we would like to mm-hmm. discuss here, I have six signs. It's probably a lot of signs, but I got mm-hmm. six because six, you know, six. Six <laughs> signs you may have a... <laughs> Better than five, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Six signs you may have a poltergeist. Okay. <laughs> All right, so number one, no particular order. This is not uh, top five. Um, your stuff keeps disappearing. Okay. So imagine you come home from a hard day at work. You put your cell phone down on the kitchen table. You get yourself a cold beer out of the fridge. Turn around, the cell phone's gone. You can't find it. Right. And you look everywhere. You get your kids involved. Nobody can find his phone. 
And then like an hour later, uh, as you're uh, you know in your closet getting your clothes out for work tomorrow, you find it uh, at the bottom of the closet in, in a shoe. Right. Some <laughs> That's the crazy place. stuff. Right. Or, you know, it could just like, you know, the next day it's back where you left it. Mm-hmm. So, which would be extremely irritating. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like we live in a day now. If uh, Poltergeist uh, was hiding your phone, people would burn their house down to uh, find their device. Probably. Because yeah. like, people are like, I can't go a whole night without Facebook. Yeah. People would be losing it. Then the psychokinesis would kick in. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Couches are flying across the room. It's right. no good. Uh, let's see. We have number two. Um, your stuff starts levitating and getting <laughs> thrown across the, the room by okay. an unseen force. Yeah, yeah we happens. talked about like kitchen chairs just sliding mm-hmm. or stacking on top. Uh, books just flying off a bookcase. Do people TVs have bookcases? turning around. Mm-hmm. We've had we've seen we've heard that before. Yeah. What was that? I'm sorry. TVs being turned oh, around yeah. and yeah. yeah, that's creepy. Wow, that oh, we talked about that because right? yeah, that would still upset me. My TV <clears throat> unseen force just turned it turned it around, right. facing away from me. Like, great. What am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm right in the middle of something here. Uh, number three, your house gets stinky. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and it's not because you had chili today. Like you might get a whiff of a cigar, but nobody in the house smokes. Okay. Uh, now you know there's a lot of ways uh, scents can get in your house from the mm-hmm. outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't always mean it's uh, from a haunting, but it yeah. has some weird strain. You know, the scent of a cigar or a perfume that nobody in the house wears, and mm-hmm. it's randomly just hits you in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been attributed to spirits. Man, if I could have a poltergeist just come in and give like a whiskey cigar smell every once in a while, that would be kind of cool. I'd be all right. Uh, yeah, I'd sign up for that. I feel like I was uh, reading things. It's usually like a foul smell. So to I don't know. Own. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some kind of a stank. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I should have been like, it smells like tacos, but you haven't had tacos for two weeks. Yeah. That's what I should have <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Electrical interference. So okay. imagine uh, it's 3 a.m. You're in the middle of some crazy dream where you're the hawk smashing things. And you're you know, all of a sudden you get woken up by your stereo on full blast to a station you never set it to or even listened right. to. Or, of course, a light that you just turned off, walked away, came back, the damn light's back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, of course, your TV. It just uh, comes on. Getting all crazy and goofy mm-hmm. and coming on and shutting off and then sometimes right. maybe uh, speaking to you. I don't know. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think with modern technology and smart home devices and everything, now it's just hackers. There's no poltergeists. There's involved. no more, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> or it's just Alexa just laughing at you. Yeah. For yeah. Reason. <laughs> Number five. Uh, knocks, rappings, uh, and other noises that sound like footsteps and somebody walk around your house, but it's just you alone. Right. Uh, mm. Now, that happens a lot in some of the stories we're going to talk about, but that would be freaking. I hear that sometimes. Mm-hmm. By the way, I do hear. Uh, there are times like I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I'll be in, in the bathroom and I don't know if it's the dog or what, but it sounds like there's somebody standing outside the door. Like they walked to the door and stood there and then walked away. It's I, that, that's it's, weird because if I'm sometimes I'll be downstairs uh-huh. uh, here 
uh, well, in the kitchen. And I'll hear what sounds like someone just came out of the bathroom, walked in the hall, and is just uh, standing at the top of the steps listening. Right. It's so weird. It's very weird. <laughs> we yeah. might have guys, a poltergeist. I, I'm thinking it's time to move. I didn't tell, I'm, I'm just I didn't, saying. I didn't tell I'm you this. Just saying. I'm going to interject this quick because I didn't tell Alicia this because, again, sometimes I know my mind will play tricks on myself. Okay. Uh, I got up the other night to go to the bathroom. So, you know, coming out our door, mm-hmm. bathroom's to the right, uh, steps are to the left. Uh, right uh, on the wall, cause, and if you go straight, you go to my office. Mm-hmm. Right on the wall uh, there that you face yeah, when you come out, yeah. um, I saw that shadow. Oh, God. Now, again, it could be all kinds of shadows. Right. Well, there wasn't, there, you know, our uh, bedroom, there's not a lot, lot of light coming no. in. No. Um, because we got, you know, curtains, because, uh, you know, don't. Right. You want to do, yeah. Um, but I saw it distinctly, and it had the same shape as the one that was in the corner that oh one time. Oh, my God. So it was like a very purposely shaped shadow. Uh, I had to go, I had to, had to pee really bad, so I ignored it, cut it right, and went to the bathroom. When I came out, I just did like, you know, that horse blinder thing. On the right. Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look. I got work in the morning, I got a meeting. I don't have time to deal with you. All right? Go away. Oh, uh, Lord. Um, so... It could be in our imaginations. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but you're right. Sometimes like, okay, so why? there's someone upstairs. Right. It's very strange. There never is. I don't think I've ever ran up purposely to, to, to scold him. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Quit hanging out in my house, you right. ghost. <laughs> and finally, number six, physical attacks. This, would, of course, would be uh, mm-hmm. getting smacked on the face mm-hmm. and there's no one there. And then a handprint starts to, you can see it. Uh, people reported uh, being pinched. Um, and of course, scratch, and then you could see the physical yeah. marks of that scratch showing yeah. up. So, if any of this is ha- things are happening to you, you might have a poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would absolutely freak me out. Yeah, see, I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, you see like a handprint on your face mm-hmm. or a scratch on your chest. I think I could deal with uh, the sound of somebody walking upstairs, uh, but once you get smacked in the face and there's no one in front of you, I think you're like. Okay. That's when you're like, okay, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I might need, I might need to talk to somebody <laughs> right. about this. Oh, that freaked me out. Yeah, can't even because you can't get up and like fight them back. Right, exactly, no. exactly. Yeah. And do you think if you could, like, are they stronger? Because, well, they're not. They're non corporeal. Is that what it is? Where you yeah. get, there's no. You physical. need a spell to make them uh, yeah. to manifest a physical form, so you can beat the shit out of it. Right. So they can yeah. hurt yeah. you, but you can't hurt them, right? That's how, that, it, that's how yeah. it goes down, yeah. yeah. That sucks. Well, I feel I like there's a plot device here where the in order for them to hit you, they need to become you know, physical at some point. And okay. if you catch them in exactly that moment, then you could take advantage of that mm, weakness. And, maybe. But you got to catch them right before they smack mm, you. Right. <laughs> Do like yeah. a Bruce Lee block punch. Right. So Sweep the leg, Johnny. That's what the hero <laughs> learns after the... Uh, at the beginning of the third act. And okay. <laughs> nice. Okay. Okay. Wow. Now, uh, with that said, there are a lot of, uh, uh, I would almost say, famous poltergeist uh, reports uh, from all around the world. Oh, yeah. I know we're going to talk about mm-hmm. a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Lish, I'm going to let you kick off this party. Well, This sure. poltergeist party. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to start with the demon of Brownsville Road. Um, this happened from 1988 until 2006, so it was a pretty long uh, situation that mm-hmm. was going on, um, and this was just outside Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, okay? Um, now, to start, um, like, set it all up, um, in 1792, 
there was a war being waged with the um, Native Americans in the area. And apparently they killed a mother and her three children. And that's why a lot of people believe that that is why there's issues going on there. There's something evil that was born in this area. Who killed the, the kids and the mom? The Native Americans, okay. yeah. Um, so then fast forward to 1988, Bob and Lisa Cranmer and their children moved into a home that was apparently built like right over where these people were killed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bad location. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Actually, even before they moved into the house, they were going through, they were doing one of their walkthroughs with the realtors or whatever. And one of the children began hyperventilating because they um, saw an apparition. And so that was even, (laughs) yeah, that was just in the walkthrough. They didn't even like move in. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, my God. Why would you continue past that? (laughs) I know. So, well, I don't think they thought that the kids really saw an apparition. They, they were like, "Oh, you're being, you right. know, ridiculous, whatever." But you, you just don't want to. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to move, so you're going to act up, whatever. Right. Uh, so the first few years of living in the house, it was it was just like small things that happened. So like the lights would flicker. Um, there was a pull chain on a light that mm-hmm. was in the um, the closet, and I guess the pull chain it was never dangling. It was always wrapped around the light bulb. Hmm. And they don't know how that happened. It just would never stay down. Hmm. So like they would they would put it down, close the door, and then go back in there to pull the light down. And it would be wrapped around the light bulb. So they were just really confused Weird. about like how <laughs> how this happened. So they would they would hear uh, footsteps, uh, there would be rapping against the walls and um, what's most chilling at this point, um, the crucifixes that were on their walls mm-hmm. would be bent. They would get bent. Hmm. Get bent. Yeah, they would get bent. Um, which is, I think, that's probably why they were attributing this possibly to a demon or mm. whatever. But okay. um, now, some of the family members they would wake up and have scratches on their legs, um, and then there were some that said that they were pushed by hands that weren't there. Um, and then I guess everybody started having some, uh, psychological issues, um, to the point where some of them were even hospitalized. Um, and then I guess the one son, he attacked his dad for no reason. It was unprovoked. Uh, it was out of character. And, um, the incident was actually reported to the police. I I guess it was that bad. Um, and no charges were, were. Uh, put in there, but they also had an elderly aunt that was living with them at that time. And the next day, they found her dead in her bed. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, they were desperate. They were desperate at this point because they were like, "Okay, there are so many things happening in this house, and we can't explain it." So they had, uh, I believe, they had one or two um, priests come and try to bless the house or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, that did not work, or at least during the uh, the exorcism or, or whatever, uh, the walls would start bleeding. Hmm. Yeah. So why would you leave? Why would you leave this place? I know, uh, but also, and I wanted to point this out, but um, also they had paranormal researchers come from Penn State University um, who would they would also later go on to be the guys that 
did Paranormal State, the TV show, if you mm. remember that. Isn't there a whole bunch of drama around those guys, though? Yeah, but I just wanted to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it, it took a few years before the building was finally cleansed um, and the house was freed from its <laughs> whatever was going on. Um, so, yeah, it lasted for eight, ten years. Wow. Wait. Eight years, I'm sorry. I can't add. Wow. Do you think uh, now, uh, with that knowledge, when you go to look at a new house, right? did you have some people come in with some uh, equipment, just do like a spend a night in this place, right. mm-hmm. just right. make sure. Just test it out just a little maybe bit. Maybe even do some uh, history research, make yep. sure it's not uh, on some ancient burial ground uh, that Aleister Crowley once visited. <laughs> it's just nothing right. crazy. You know, so when you buy it, you're not like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the um, dad, he, once the situation stopped, um, he wrote a book, hmm. uh, which is available now, but it uh, came out in 2014, the book. So, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. yeah. That must have been a really nice house. <laughs> yeah. I know that they stayed. They yeah. stayed. During, right? they, the, the walls were bleeding. Yeah, they were bleeding. And they stayed. You know, know. Look, at look this man, kitchen. I got granite kitchen counters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm staying, bro. You can't, you can't find plumbed vacuum in the walls, man. Yeah. This is awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That, that's insane. I know. And it was the same family that stayed there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, I mean, they kicked out whatever it was. If it was yeah. a demon or if it was... I mean, these kids grew up, so I wonder if whatever angst had going on with some of these kids that it finally left them. Hmm. I don't know. but And just the fact that... I mean, so you, you take away all of that. All of that. Just the fact that Grandma passed in her bedroom. Yeah. That, to me alone, they, would be like, you know... It, uh, it was resolved that it was a natural causes... Yeah, but, but she, still. she's still passing her bedroom I in know, the house. I know. So I thought that was something I should bring up. That's rough. <laughs> but that's rough. I mean, they they have hospice care. They they've always yeah. had that kind of stuff. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. Wow. And the mess. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. God. You who would want to go in that room after that? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it's it, and getting pushed and uh, that's why you sell it. That's right. why you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't tell the new owner. That's you get right. a good realtor, and he yeah. uh, he spins a yarn. And uh... mm-hmm. wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, there was something else um, which I didn't write down, but I guess the family um, they they thought that there might be something wrong with the house or whatever, and they found. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. They found some crucifixes that were buried in the yard in a box. What? Yeah. They they dug them up and then they called the previous owner and they're like, what's this? And the previous owner was like, mm, you don't need to worry about that, but please put it back in the ground. <laughs> what? I know. Here, Here's the previous owner. Don't worry about it. Just put it back in the ground, please. <laughs> And new sound effects <laughs> that we had that we're trying out here on the show. Wow. Holy moly. Yeah. Jeez. Well, mine, the, the story that I came across, um, it's an older story. It happened in the 1870s up in Amherst, Nova Scotia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's a young 19-year-old girl up in Nova Scotia. I just like saying that. <laughs> okay. I think it's great. <laughs> Nova Scotia, yeah. Um, <laughs> or uh, Canadian listeners. Yeah, we yeah, love you. Yeah, <laughs> it's a beautiful place. It really is in the summer. 
Um, the young lady by the name of Esther Cox. Now, Esther Cox. <laughs> there was an odd sound that came from somewhere. <laughs> what was that? Okay. Anyway, so Esther Cox, uh, a young lady living in Nova Scotia, uh, lived in a small rented house with her married sister, Olive, and uh, Daniel Teed, husband and wife, and their two young children. Uh, The crowded little house also home to Esther's siblings, Jenny and William, as well as Daniel's brother, John. So, John Cox. Yes, John Cox. Yeah. And Jenny Cox and William Cox, Daniel Cox. Darn. There's a full no, not, family. Not Daniel Cox. This was uh, Olive and Daniel Teed and a bunch of other Cox. <laughs> Everybody's red face here trying not to laugh on the air. Um, oh, boy. So, yeah. So, uh, as the story goes, mm-hmm. young Esther, while living with all these Cox in this house, um, they had a, na- a neighbor who wasn't uh, wasn't very reputable. I don't know, uh, but his name was his name was Bob McNeil back in the day, who was a shoemaker. Um, it looks like Bob had some feelings towards Esther Uh-oh. and decided to attack her and rape her oh. and abuse her and violent. It was pretty bad. Um. After this this traumatic event happened, they started to notice these these situations happening in the house with Esther. Now this actually goes to kind of back what you were saying, Dave, mm-hmm. about the the angst and whatnot right. and the emotion. Um, I'll just kind of read on. The, although the house was crowded with the Teeds and their their extended family of Cox, it, it wasn't unusual for a household to take take in other boarders to pay rent. Uh, Walter Hubble, uh, an actor, uh, was a boarder. And they first noticed some stirrings of supernatural phenomena that took place, and he recorded them in his book, The Great Amherst Mystery. I don't know where you could find that. Probably everywhere. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Online, libraries, whatever. It's an old book. Uh, One night, screams of fright brought all the adults of the house rushing to the room where Sister Esther and Jenny shared a bed. The girls had seen, seen a formation of something moving underneath their covers, and as they were about to go to sleep for the night, Esther thought it was a mouse. Uh, they started searching, didn't turn up anything. So the girls returned to bed and the house kind of was quiet for the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following night, more screams disturbed the family. Uh, Esther and Janie excitedly claimed that they heard strange noises coming from a box of fabric, fabric scraps that was kept under the bed. Oh, oh, yeah. So I would think it would be a mouse or mm-hmm. something, you know, small. When they brought out the box to check on it, uh, the box itself and all the fabric scraps leapt into the air as of its own accord and landed on the side. No sooner than had the girls nervously ride of the box when it jumped into the air again um, and everybody screamed and freaked out. Uh, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to this point, the events could have been... They thought, okay, well, these girls have really active imaginations. You know, nothing really terrible. They threw the box. Nothing real major. Okay. Uh, later that night, this is actually a couple nights later, uh, Esther excused herself to go to bed, complaining that she felt feverish. At about 10 p.m., soon after Jenny joined her in the bed, Esther jumped up from the bed in the center of the room, tearing at her night clothes and screaming, my God, what's happening to me? I'm dying. Uh, Sister Jenny, the little lamp, 
and looked at her sister, horrified to see that her skin was bright red and seemed to be swelling unnaturally. Olive rushed into the room to an assisted Jenny and getting her sister back into the bed as if she now screamed uh, and seemed to be choking and struggling to breathe. Other adults came into the room. Of course, they heard all this craziness going on uh, and watched in disbelief as Esther's entire body, which was remarkably hot to the touch, swelled and reddened. Esther's eyes bulged and she cried in pain, fearing that she was literally going to burst through her through her super stretched skin. Uh, then from beneath Esther's bed came a deafening bang. That was, that, that was supposed to be a bang. Bang! I, I don't know. I'll have to work on the whole bang sound effect thing. Bang! Uh, like the clap of thunder. That's what that was supposed to sound like. <laughs> You're no Thor. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it shook the room. Three more loud reports exploded from under the bed, after which Esther's swelling subsided and she fell into a deep, deep sleep. Four nights later, these terrifying events repeated themselves, and the swelling, the eyeballs bulging, uh, and torture ended only by thunderous noises from under the bed. Uh, at a loss to cope for some of the unearthly ordeal, Daniel asked a local doctor, Dr. Carity, to examine Esther, and, when he, and he was the witness to some of the most frightening events of all. Uh, to go on to kind of, man, to kind of shorten this five-page story. Uh, yeah. The doctor, what the doctor came um, <clears throat> came and actually witnessed were some of these more of the, some more of these poltergeist attacks. Um, the doctor heard some scratching noise, like a metal tool scraping into the plaster. This was while he was examining Esther. Uh, the doctor looked at the wall above Esther's bed and saw letters nearly a foot high etch, etching themselves into the wall. And when it was done, they had spelled out, Esther Cox, you are mine to kill. Oh. That's pretty yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Dr. Carity, uh, he took off because he was freaked out. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, came back and bore, it bore witness to more and more and more events. Some of the manifestations that he, manifestations that he came in, that he saw uh, were unexplained fires erupted in the house. Uh, knives and forks were thrown by some entity sticking violently into the woodwork. Lit matches materializing out of thin air and dropped into beds. Furniture moved around by itself, flipping over or slamming into walls. Uh, loud slaps were heard, following, followed by the appearance of red finger marks on Esther's face. Uh, sewing pins appeared from nowhere and were jabbed into Esther's face. What? Yeah, and a pocket knife was ripped from the hand of a neighborhood boy and stabbed into Esther's back. Oh, poor Esther. Oh, man, that really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, poor, tormented Esther tried several times to escape the devilish entity, but it followed her wherever she went. One Sunday, she went to a Baptist church um, and sat in one of the rear pews. One of the service, Once the service had begun... Knockings and rappings echoed through the church, seeming to come from the front of the church. The noise grew louder and louder, drowning out the, the minister's sermon. Knowing she was the cause, Esther left the building and the noises stopped. Oh, my God. This, this is, uh, she mm -hmm. continued on to go home, and she figured that she was the problem of all these, these things that were happening. So she tried to leave the house uh, and, went and went and lived in a barn. 
and the poltergeist followed her to this barn. Wow. Yeah. And it was just with her. And let, later, I think that eventually it died down. Okay. Later, it said that Esther uh, later married. She had a couple of kids. Wow. She died in 1912. Um, the book was written. And this lady, it sounds like after all this stuff was wow. done, she turned her turned her life around. But, I mean, this drove her to jail. This yeah. drove her to in torture. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you wow. imagine that? Yeah. That was uh, one of the things I came across was that um, poltergeist, they don't haunt a building or a location. Mm-hmm. They haunt a person. It was a person. That's yeah. crazy. So, um, I technically, I feel like some of these people, they could leave the house and then mm-hmm. um, still, go with still have issues. It did yeah. with her. Yeah. It did with her. Interesting. Uh, oh, what was, uh, what was the name of her mom again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't look at your notes? Yeah, I threw them on the ground there. Uh, it was T... The she lived with her sister. Uh, Dan, or it was Daniel and her sister, um, Olive, Olive and Daniel Teed. Were her oh, her sisters. sister. What's her, what the rest of the family were were the, were the Cox. <laughs> oh, what was her sister's name then? Her full name? Uh, it would have been Teed Cox. Cock Teeds. Oh, Olive. Olive. Olive Teed. Oh, she's a Teed. Yeah, I thought she was a cox. Well, no, because she married in the teed, but before she was a teed, she was a cock. Uh, oh, what was her name then? Uh, it would have been Olive Cox. What was that? <laughs> Olive Cox. Okay, I just want to clear that up. <laughs> wow, that, that took too long for that joke. Yeah, and I, no, I tried not to sink into it. I, I knew where you were going with that. I was trying to like catch you off guard. That sucked. That was stupid. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying. Oh, I was okay. trying to lull you into yeah, uh, yeah, into that yeah, one. Yeah. Well, on that hilarious. Right. Joke. Right. Why don't we take a break? We'll come right back with some more stories about poltergeists. Hmm. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, my God. Honey, look. It's Bigfoot. No way. Let's go say hi. Hey, Mr. Bigfoot. What you reading? You can call me Frank, and I'm reading the Paranormal Punchers comic book. Paranormal Punchers? Yeah, it's about a group of podcasters that get themselves in all kinds of paranormal trouble. It's like Scooby-Doo meets the X-Files, and it's hilarious. Sounds great. Where can we get a copy? Just head over to ParanormalPunchers.com where you can find a comic book and all kinds of merchandise. Thanks, Mr. Bigfoot. Have a nice day. Thanks, you too. Oh, and look out for that bear. Hey, we're back. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, still moving along here with Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I have uh, a little story to tell. Uh, this is probably, uh, well, no, it is considered one of the most famous hauntings in America. Okay. okay. It is called the Bell Witch. Now. You might be asking yourself, what your story's about poltergeist activity. Mm-hmm. Why are you talking about a witch? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me get there, everybody. And by everybody, I mean Dave. You looked at me cross-eyed. Bro. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just you normally do that. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of people listening, and maybe even you guys have uh, seen the movie uh, An American Haunting uh, or heard of the Bell Witch. 
uh, is, is that famous. But right. this is, by all aspects, a poltergeist uh, situation. Okay. Uh, so this took place down in Adams, Tennessee. I don't know how far from Nashville, but it was, it's down there. Uh, back in 1817. Um, now, this, this went on uh, with uh, John Bell and his daughter Betsy Bell. Uh, for, I guess, a few years uh, from 1817 to 1820. And I'll get to why it stopped in 1820 for old Johnny Boy. Um, but they started, <laughs> there's a lot of different uh, aspects to this, to this story. Uh, one goes that, uh, you know, John was out uh, hunting and he came across this weird dog-like thing with a rabbit's head. What? And what? Of cor- yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, if you're out hunting and you see a, a dog, dog with a with rabbit's head, you head. might react the same way he did and shoot. Uh, I don't know <laughs> if he's trying to kill it or scare it off, because I think you you would just be like, that's well, insane. How big was the dog? Well, I don't have deets. Well, it's, let's put it this way. It wasn't a poodle with a rabbit's head. It's probably, I don't know, what was running around in, in 1817 in the States. Like a medium-sized dog. Medium, Yeah, that's yeah. what we call them. A medium-sized right. dog. What do you got? What kind of dog are you on? A medium-sized dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like a little, little chihuahua, Taco Bell chihuahua thing right. that has a rabbit's head because that's really just a, a rabbit. That would rabbit. be uh, <laughs> adorable, and I might want one. <laughs> but this was not that. Okay. This was not a chalupa. This was a medium-sized dog. That'd be a funny name for it. Um, but whatever he thought he saw or whatever manifested in front of him, he took a shot at, uh, didn't hit anything, didn't kill anything. It took off. Um, but ever since that moment, uh, he started having situations at the house. They would have all the classic poltergeist stuff. Okay. Uh, here in the knocks, the footsteps, uh, they would have, um, well, Betsy would be smacked and pinched and messed with all night. The, uh, the poltergeist would tie her ponytails around the bed knob. Ah. So she'd wake up and her hair would be tied. Oh my God. John, um, sometimes he'd be just sitting in his favorite chair. I don't know. Maybe he was smoking a pipe, you know, reading. By the fireside. I don't know. I don't know what you read back in 1817. I don't think you're reading, like, the Avengers. You probably newspapers. Read newspapers. <laughs> newspapers. Uh, Books. And sometimes his shoes would just be torn off and chucked across the room, which is wicked annoying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then at night, uh, even at night, that uh, Betsy and John, their bed sheets would just be uh, yanked off. They'd pull, have to put them back on. Later in that night, they'd be taken back off. Um, and the poltergeist would... Um, just sometimes just scream all night. <laughs> just like literally, <laughs> you can't suck. get. To, yeah, no, yeah. She was just tormenting the crap out of them. Um, so, and and here's something uh, that I found super interesting. Um, uh, you know who Andrew Jackson is? Sometimes. Okay. Well, well, he got wind of this. Like and, president? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Andrew Jackson. Before, I don't, was he? Maybe. Yeah. Was he the president? I don't know. I'm not. We could Google that, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Andrew Jackson. Um, he got wind of this, and uh, he wanted to come check it out for himself. So he's way, he's on his way into town, and I think he was talking some mad smack about confronting the witch, or it's you know a debunking it. Okay. Yeah. So he was going to debunk it. The original paranormal puncher. No. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> but we got to find out who the original paranormal puncher is. Yeah. Uh, because here's what happened. And oh, good old Andrew. Um, 
I don't even know if he's good. There's probably a lot of bad history about the guy. I don't know. Oh, to look just a up. little. Just a yeah. little. Uh, but we're not discussing that. He was on his way in with his men, uh, got their wagon, their horses. All of a sudden, like, they stopped moving. So the, the boys jumped out. Uh, we're whipping the horses, pushing it, and it wouldn't go. It wouldn't go. And, and everybody was like, I don't, I don't, like, even, under, like I don't even understand. Yeah, I don't even understand. And, and from the bushes, there's this voice that said, okay, Andrew, you can go. I'll see you tonight. So they were, then they, they were able to move the... Uh, okay. Well, and, and they looked around. They, couldn't, uh, they didn't see anything in the bushes, and everybody's like, I don't, what, what is going on? Hmm. This, is, this is bizarre. Uh, that's probably when you should turn around, uh-huh. go back home. But they went to John Bell's house, and they're going to stay in the night. Now, uh, that night was terrible uh, for Andrew Jackson and his men. The men reported being smacked, pinched. Uh, again, the uh, poltergeist was screaming all night, and uh, Andrew, uh, he reported, and this was like in a journal, I can't remember the name of the journal, but he reported, so, <laughs> that uh, he, his blankets kept getting torn off. As fast as he could put them back on, they were ripped off all freaking night. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you stay during I that? Yeah. yeah, so he, was st- he, w- he said that... Uh, uh, the next morning when he was uh, just, you know, making haste to get out of there, mm-hmm. making haste, um, that he would rather fight the uh, the British in New Orleans uh, than ever face the Bell Witch again. Oh, my hmm. God. That's how crazy uh, that is. Wow. Holy moly. Now, the reason um, the whole witch thing. Yeah, that's what I was going to kind of ask. How does this go back to a witch? Okay. Is uh, because, you know, uh, John was talking about this being a, a, a spirit. Uh, or a demon, okay. but the locals uh, just said, "Ah, man, you, you you were cursed by a witch, so it became the Bell Witch." Now, mm. the the spirit itself had named itself a few times in its shenanigans to John and used the name Kate. So everybody, Blanchett? Kate, Kate Blanchett. No, I don't think so. Uh, no. She's pretty old. <laughs> well, yeah, but not that not old. That old. Yeah. But people assumed it was. Uh, his neighbor, uh, I, think, I think she had died, but she always swore that John cheated her on a land deal. And her mm. name was Kate Batts. And then people started saying, well, Kate uh, also practiced witchcraft. What she did was curse you and bring a demon up. So they, it, this whole story became a bell witch. But this is a classic poltergeist mm-hmm. uh, situation going yeah. on here. Over a land deal? Yeah. That's pretty extreme. Well, she was also known to be a real uh, mean son of a gun. Okay. So uh, okay. it sounds like it wouldn't take much to, to make her mad and get on to her really piss side. her off. Yeah. Wow. I thought I heard a story where uh, she showed up late for church. She'd just make a big rugger. She just thought you know, she was just a mean person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think someone said something to her and she knocked him down. Like, this is right at, at church. Uh, this isn't the story of Kate Bass. But just so you know, she wasn't the most friendly <laughs> of neighbors you could have. Mm-hmm. And again, that's why I always say fences make the best neighbors. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not for this story. Now, in, in 1820, now, uh, John always had uh, fluctuating health issues. Like sometimes he would, uh, you know, it, it was attributed to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes he would have choking fits. And, hmm. But he said it was like somebody was actually jabbing something down his throat. Like he didn't know why. He would just start having oh, this choking fit. Like something was forcing a stick down his throat, wow. and then it would it would end. It just wow that that's that's pretty wild. I figured it would be like a force choke, Darth Vader style. Yeah. but no, it's it's 
directly. It could in still there. be. Well, you don't know what it feels like to be force choked by Vader. It could feel like someone's sticking a, a stick down your throat, right? Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And maybe <laughs> Vader mixes it up. That's true. Yeah. Now you have a now you have a valid point. Okay. Okay. I'll, you got to mix it up too, because then everybody's will, uh, like yeah. sick of that same old party trick, Vader. Right. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> But in 1820, uh, uh, John Bell fell ill and died. Uh, but they called the doctor to come over and check it out, and the doctor was uh, examining John, and he, was, he, he deduced that John was poisoned. Okay. So the doc started, you know, almost like accusing people, like, you know, who did this? He was poisoned. What's going on? And everybody's like, what are you talking about? And then everybody in the room, maybe like Betsy, and I don't know who else was there, but all the people in the room, all. All the people's. Um, they all heard the voice say, I killed John. It, it was, was just, just, a, a just a voice. Yep. Yep. Wow. wow. I killed old John. Hmm. Yep. That is the, uh, the, the, the quick story of the Bell Witch. There's so much more details. There's a lot of different tellings of it. I started finding some uh, details that weren't in this story. They were in this story. So when you got something passed down from 1817, because they have journal uh Journals that people, uh, well, the bells. So, again, when you have something that's been told this long, you're going to have, uh, the story's going to slightly change. Right. Um, I, I found it interesting. Interesting enough to watch a documentary, not documentary. What a terrible word to use for this movie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it was a found footage mm. movie called The Bell Witch Hauntings. And let me tell you, it's a shame they were able to use that name in their, <laughs> their found footage because <laughs> no bueno. Now was now th- with John Bell was he uh, now from from my story and what Alicia was saying, you know a lot of these things and what you were saying, Dave. A lot of these things are 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 directly linked up with high angst and emotion and trauma and whatnot. How old was Betsy? Like she, she was, was a, a teenager, daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. She, Betsy. She was a teenager. So, you know that if you go back to the alternative thought on poltergeists Mm -hmm. she could have been behind it all and you know it would have been a false flag to to say kate is the name because oh well this neighbor who has died and there's a bad will and everything well that just you know that's that would explain you know that would go right into that whole concept well that and that's right because because betsy was a teenager my my girl uh was a teenager were the people how old were the people in your in your story, Alicia? They didn't um, give exact ages, but I feel like there was multiple kids, so I imagine there was well, mm, I don't one know. teenager, yeah, at least one. Because mm. I mean, it stopped after eight years, so yeah. I wonder. Yeah, the teenager grew up, right? But yeah, so so maybe the the underlying tone is you know uh, puberty really sucks, right? And it can uh, bring in some poltergeists. <laughs> Yeah, no. is it now again? Do you think that it's uh, their angst is so strong that their brain is making these things happen, or they've opened themselves up for uh, to let yeah. in an entity to screw with them because their their emotions were just attract right. these demons or these entities or these bad spirits were just attracted mm-hmm. to their turmoil they were going through. Right. It, either way, I mean, yeah. who knows what the alternative part of your brain is that isn't being used. I mean, it could be a portal to something else or it could just be yeah. the unlocking what's what do they there. Say we use like 10% of our brain. Mm-hmm. It's not true, but <laughs> the, there's a lot of involuntary stuff yeah. happening yeah. in there. I'm yeah. sure there's yeah, we use some a lot people that brain. only yeah. use 10%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I was like, uh, what was that movie where uh, they found a way to unlock all the power of the brain? Lucy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That movie uh, wasn't that great. But yeah. I like the idea. Yeah. Like, once the full potential of her brain was unlocked, yep. she was time traveling and shit. Right. Yeah, but the soundtrack on that movie was very nice. It oh, okay. had a great soundtrack. Yeah. It was good. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Excellent, excellent review of Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you got to see her without a shirt on, which is nice. <laughs> Nash. I'm just saying. It's not that saying. kind of podcast, well, bro. you know. <laughs> Any final thoughts feet. on the Poltergeist? Uh, and I feel like uh, we could talk about Poltergeist forever. Oh, yeah. But any final yeah. thoughts? Well, I did have a quick story. Yeah, do it. I, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to overlook you. Yeah, I know. I said Dave I, has a story. Yeah. Dave has a story, well, sorry, I actually. Said before we got started that I couldn't find any good stories and... You know, the whole teenage thing and that um, the one story I found, it, honestly, I don't like this story, but um, it has to do uh, with my recent trip to Scotland. I got to go through uh, Greyfriars Abbey Cemetery, and there's a lot of cool things about the cemetery, but it turns out in my you know research that there's actually supposed to be a poltergeist there. Okay. And I like the story of it's really it's just a general haunting. It's a place is haunted. It doesn't really fall into this. This is the alternative yeah. thing. Um, but this was George Bloody Mackenzie. He was a barrister who persecuted many of the covenanters that were buried in the in the cemetery. And uh, one story said he had uh, sentenced up to eighteen thousand people to death wow. um, over his years as barrister. And when he died, they built him a little uh, um, uh, what do they say a mausoleum in the corner of this cemetery. And so he you know, was there. In the, in the cemetery? In the cemetery where they buried all these people. That, that he, he killed? He didn't kill them. He sentenced them okay, to, okay. to death. <laughs> um, so, you know, interesting story to get started. But apparently, uh, uh, at one point, a homeless guy was looking for a place to get out of the rain, and he broke into the mausoleum. Not good. Uh, and when we go. he did, he broke through the tomb and ended up covered in the ashes of... Oh, what? Or the... Not, not ashes. He wasn't cremated, but like the remains mm -hmm. dust oh. of this guy and ever since then the cemetery's been haunted so mm. that's a kind of a cool way you know for this you know whole thing to get started and then yeah. now there's you know weird things going on this cemetery is also the cemetery that jk rowling used where dumbledore came from and voldemort came from oh. so there's just mm. a lot of energy around this whole cemetery so it's Again, it had really nothing to do with poltergeists. He's called the Mackenzie Poltergeist, so it, that's okay. why it came up in all these searches. Okay. I didn't like the story from a poltergeist standpoint, but I thought it was a cool story. And yeah. yeah. How do you get the name? That's a rough nickname to have. Yeah. Bloody. I think because well, you kill 18,000 people. 18,000? Well, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people. But even there. like, uh, and, and make sure my burial mausoleum is on the same property with all the people I sentenced to death. Yeah, that bad that seems a little. Right. Yeah. It all, almost seems like a cosmic joke. Like, <laughs> you know, you're going right. to have to right. spend the rest of eternity with all these people yeah. you kill. Right. Oh, what if he, yeah, every right. night at the stroke of midnight, he's tortured and haunted by 18,000 spirits. Yeah. And all that evil energy focused back on him. What if the, the uh, homeless guy, once he got covered in the... Uh, Bones. You know, the bones and stuff, stuff and goo from the rotting body. Uh. Like, what if he could have get he could get possessed? Yeah. By that. I wonder how his life is. I mean, this was hundreds of years later. I mean, I so I don't think like it was any goo. Any. I think it was just dust. Just dust. Mm. At this point. But do you think if you like do that, break into a mausoleum and then end up somehow breaking into the uh, 
casket mm-hmm. of the uh, deceased, and mm-hmm. then end up then somehow getting covered in it and inadvertently also inhaling some of it. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. Oh, you would gosh. be Get like possessed. you would be haunted. Yeah. now by that spirit is pretty pretty po that uh, he just effed up his resting right. place. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean that's a lesson. We learned a couple things about real estate tonight. <laughs> That's right. right. Location, location, location. I would definitely say, yeah, location, location, location. I'm going to say if you're uh, looking at a house and uh, your kid sees an apparition, no matter how Don't great the, the deal house. is, no matter how low the interest rate is, maybe have somebody walk through, maybe just with an EMF detector and a digital recorder. Right. Just see. And maybe sometimes your kid's right. If he says he's on apparition, believe him. You just pass on that house. Yeah, just just find a reason, find a different spot. There's always yeah. available real estate out there. And if you can't afford a home, don't rent. Try to live in a mausoleum because <laughs> that'll go bad too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I learned tonight. Yeah. And uh, FYI for everybody listening, I'm just going to say this: uh, it's probably nothing, but we've been talking about poltergeist tonight. We've been laughing, carrying on. Having a good time, maybe making fun here or there. The uh, the lights above the uh, studio uh, uh, table, mm-hmm. uh, they've been like flickering. Yeah, they've, been yeah. Flickering they've never it. flickered ever. Right, but they just started acting up. Mm-hmm. It was probably mm-hmm. when I was trying to make that stupid joke about Olive Cox. What? What's that? And, uh, stop! Oh, dude, did you just see how they flickered? <laughs> when we started. We started acting up again. Who were you talking about? Stop. Uh, <laughs> all right, so apparently the studio might be haunted, and we're not going to give it any more fuel yeah. for the fire. Maybe we should all say it at the same time. No. Mm-mm. We're not going to mention that name ever again. <laughs> hey, everybody, remember, uh, we wrote a comic book. It takes the podcast into a Scooby-Doo universe, an X-Files weirdness uh, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, it is family-friendly. Definitely. Very um, much so. You can find that at uh, ParamountPunchers.com. Check it out. The digital and uh, real printed version is pretty spectacular. It mm-hmm. is. I really dig it. I love uh, it. Working on issue two, and I actually think it's going to have to be a two, three, and four. I think it's going to be a yeah, multi-part. I agree. Um, but yeah, check it out if you're into that kind of stuff. And remember, all, all the proceeds obviously help podcast and upgrade oh, yeah. the equipment and make us sound better and make us keep going and uh let's see uh that's it uh if you want to interact with us we got a facebook group just go look for uh, paranormal punchers on facebook we mm-hmm. got an instagram uh, just search paranormal punchers we got a twitter uh well search paranormal punchers but it's also p punchers uh be part of the p puncher nation uh and hit up the website we you know if you want to send us a message so hey thank you for hanging out with us we love you, and remember, always, 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 if the lights flicker, remember, if it's not weird, it's not worth checking out.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.